So today's podcast was with Andy Robinson. Andy is Commercial Director of Kingsbridge Insurance, who do all things contractor insurance and recruitment company insurance. Um, interesting to hear about their journey for as a family company through PE through to sale to a large American broker, uh, how that's changed, how they've grown the business, but also as well more around the sort of how the UK contracting market's been affected by R35 and where he sees things going. So yeah, super interesting. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Required Podcast. Um, today, we're luckily to be joined by Andy Robinson, who's um, from our partner, insurance partner, Kingsbridge. So welcome to the show, Andy. Um, recently back from a nice holiday and uh, refreshed, ready to talk about all things contracting. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me. As I said earlier, you, you wouldn't know from the, the lack of tan, but yeah, I managed to squeeze in a couple of, couple of weeks away. Fantastic. Good to hear. So for those who don't know you, Andy, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're um, sales director at Kingsbridge? Yeah, commercial, commercial director. Um, I, I joined Kingsbridge back in 2013. I was the third person into the um, business development team. And over those years, I mean, in, enjoyed the the wave that was the, um, the contracting market that blew up, the enforcement of insurance increasing, and, and Kingsbridge, we did a really good job of spotting a, a bit of a, a bit of a niche, going to the recruitment businesses and saying to them, look, you're the ones that should be enforcing this, and, and we can ultimately help, help you do that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm part of the furniture at Kingsbridge now. So, I mean, but you are part of the furniture, but it, it's actually been quite a whirlwind, I guess. So I would have probably met Kingsbridge about the same time that, that you joined and since then you've you know been through PE being acquired so you know the, the, the company's changed a lot since I first met you guys. Yeah a lot of change so I, I when I joined the business in 2013 it was wholly owned by um, Steve Wynn and and uh, that we had that really it was a an insurance broker with a real family feel you had tom Wynn, um who who eventually became managing director of kingsbridge contractor insurance and then also james who who um, worked within the business so super like local um, insurance broker that just again stumbled across this like weird niche in contractor insurance and just over over time we just saw that the numbers increasing increasing and increasing and that attracted a lot of interest in the market we i forget the exact dates but we, we've gone through two rounds of pe and you can imagine as a real fast growing business so i'm talking when i joined we insured 10,000 contractors by about 2018-19 we peaked at 50,000 uk limited company contractors that we insured and we really felt like at those early stages those growing pains that you all feel like the infrastructure just like it's almost like you're on that hamster wheel just trying to keep up with the, the, the rate that you're growing and so the pe firm came in they introduced some new people into the business they helped us invest in systems like things like Salesforce that came into the business. Like prior to that, we were, I don't know, Excel spreadsheets and it was really old school. Um, so things like that helped. Um, and, and very recently, I'm talking to uh, um, 2020, we were then acquired by an American um, broker called NSM. And so I, I think we we're quite fortunate in those PE, um, those PE years that because we were growing rapidly and things it, it was a great time you didn't really feel the negative effects of of uh, private equity and actually like my experience of pe is is great they investment growth and hitting targets and conversations were quite easy with um with, with the pe firm obviously 2020 were hit with uh 
um, COVID, we, we're, we're double hit then with R35, landscape totally change. Um, if we were still invested by, um, if, if we're still involved with a PE firm, I think conversations likely would be quite a di quite different right now. Mm -hmm. But with the American insurer, thankfully, their acceptance this is this is a bit of a change in, in, in the market. And we're able to start thinking a bit further, as well as they've got some really deep pockets. It's a, it's a, we're talking billions of pounds of um, insurance over in America. So they're still keen on investment, what's coming next. They're pushing us on different projects. So you're, you're totally right. The business as you knew when we were knocking on your door over at S3, it, it's totally different to the one you see now. It's interesting you've been acquired by an American firm because the, the contracting model in the US is very different to the UK. There's not that culture of PSC, um, or more commonly over there, sort of, you know, corp to corp or independent workers, you know, it, it, it tends not to be the, the norm there. I mean, is that something that, you know, you had to get these guys' heads around? Yeah, I mean, things like IR35, it just, it, it, it's really minute tax detail that you're trying to explain to someone that just doesn't know the market is tricky. At NSM, what, what they have done, so they, they are American um, based, but they, they've acquired a number of um, really niche businesses, insurance businesses in the UK, like they've got a classic car scheme, um, they do caravans, um, weird and wonderful things where, where they find a real niche and then invest, invest in that market. At the moment, there's no real plan from a Kingsbridge perspective to go, go to the US. We'd, we'd always talked around going out into the EU and we spent a bit of time in, like, researching um, European markets, trying to understand the German market, the Dutch market. But with everything that's going on in our world at the moment, it's, 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 it's too much. We're just really focusing on our absolute bread and butter at the moment. Um, how has IR35 you know, changed for you? Because you know, pretty much pre-IR35 private sector and to an extent pre-IR35 public sector, the dominant model was the PSC. And more and more so, we're seeing workers being you know, either forced onto payrolls, forced into umbrellas, even if they could genuinely be outside IR35. So have you found that transition? It's a good one. I look back at that like 2016, 17, 18, and like, we'd work with a recruitment business. This is an, an example, and I'm not saying here that these roles definitely aren't out, um, outside R35, but um, probably not. Um, like claims handlers, you know, when P PPI blew up and suddenly I need 100 claims handlers to sit at the end of the phone. They, lots of those were working through a limited company and they were being pushed our way to buy professional indemnity, public liability, employers' liability insurance. They had no clue what it was. They really didn't want it, but they were just being told you absolutely have to have it. And it's, the, it's that like volume of new entrants into the market now that has disappeared. And from that perspective, I can, I can understand why HMRC are, are doing what they're doing. And there's, I mean, it's, it's the classic example of, I'm working as a um, full-time employee on the Friday afternoon and then I come back on Monday morning and suddenly I'm working through my limited company and, and, and paying half the tax that I was. And so it, it, it's that mindset that you, you can relate and understand as to what this legislation is getting at. But what we've seen and the implementation of the off-payroll rules, both in the public sector and, and private sector, is it's a complete rebalancing. And I think we've gone way too far down the other end. And there are like career contractors that have been doing this for years that are just told you're not allowed to work through your limited company because the, the employer is saying we just don't engage with limited companies anymore. I'm scared of this tax risk. 
I don't really understand the legislation. And so I get I can I can I can understand why some of these large businesses that used to engage with hundreds of limiteds are saying, well, 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 this 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 is a bit of a risk to us. And so flowing that down to a Kingsbridge perspective, like for for my whole well, my first six years at Kingsbridge, all I did was how many contractors can we ensure? How, how do we how do we get to that PSC? And so the numbers that are, are, that are um, tripping through the recruitment companies to Kingsbridge has severely reduced. Overnight, we had a big population of contractors that were told, you can't work through a limited company anymore. You have to either go um, on agency payroll or probably more likely work through an umbrella company. They're closing their limited company. They're closing their company and they don't need our insurances anymore. So for that first 12 months, so 20, 2021, April 2021, to, we've just done that full 12 months, our renewal rate was uh, was severely hit. Lots of contractors saying, I just don't need this insurance. Where we are now is we're back up to, so our renewal rate pre all of this was about the high 70%. We're now at about 72, 72%. So it, it does feel like there's this rebalancing and we're, we're starting to get a bit more stable. Um, the, the forecast that we did around like new business that we would, um, we would ensure, um, we're, we're miles off where, where we thought we would be. Every time I'm out there and I'm talking to um, recruitment businesses, we, we held our um, one of our large events, annual events, at, uh, last week and got the opportunity to talk to 100 agencies and, and, and what they're seeing in the market. It's always the same noise. It, it is we're starting to see clients change their opinion and we're starting to see the exception being allowed and more yeah. and more contractors are being allowed. But what we're seeing is we're definitely seeing an increase and it is heading in the right direction, but it's certainly not we've turned the tap on and they're all flooding through. It's more it's more of like a drip feed through. I mean, it's good to see because, as you say, there are, there are people who are genuinely outside. They run business on their own account. They do project work. They move from time. And, and the other thing as well is that with the R35, effectively, yeah, it's pushing people into an employed situation with no employment rights. So it's the worst of all worlds for you know, contractors, they don't get any of the certainties or rights of, uh, of a proper employee or, you know, any of the risk benefits that potentially running running your own business. So I, I think, you know, probably pretty much what I've seen, we've probably hit the, the bottom of, you know, everyone understands it, they've probably overreacted. And now some of those firms that are saying, right, okay, well, we actually need these skills because we're in a classic skill shortage are saying, well, actually, if we change our working practices and we're happy that if we do everything correctly, then these are genuine independent workers. Absolutely. And you think that the contractor has been dealing with R35 for since its inception in 2000. And again, those career contractors, they get it. They, they, lots of them have been getting their own assessments for years. They've been buying insurance to protect their business from, from investigations. And, and they know that they're working for a client and they'll know is this inside or outside R35. If they think it's outside R35 and the client is telling them, no, you, you have to work through an umbrella company, clearly they'll start thinking about, well, do you know what? The client down the road, if I approach them, they might let me work outside R35. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this huge talent shortage that those clients then that just don't engage with R35 are then just missing a population that they, they're just uh, they're ignoring 
those career contractors that want to stay working outside R35 and making things even more difficult. And I think this is why we're starting to see this like slow movement away from these really risk averse um, decisions. I talk to so many hiring managers and they're screaming at you like, I just need to get these people assessed and I, and I need them to work outside R35. But then when you go one step above that and you're talking to, I don't know, an NFD, uh, a person sat in a tax team, they're saying, no, like we've made this stance because actually we're really wary of this new tax liability. And so it's those conversations with those people that we need to keep educating. Like, what, what is out, out there to help you? Well, there are tools out there to assess status. And importantly, you can insure this risk now, like the, the, King, the Kingsbridge insurance that protects both the end client and the fee payer. Lots of the recruiters that we work with that are using our tool are having these conversations with their clients to say, look, we get it. It's super complex legislation. It's quite subjective. We've got a tool that can help us work out, is it inside or outside R35? And then, by the way, if that is outside R35, we can insure this risk. Yeah, I mean, I think what's really interesting for me was that um, certainly when I did the 2017 public sector project was just how many were outside of R35. And I, I thought our oh, public sector, the sort of roles, but actually when you assess you know, some of the working practices and or you know, really sort of went through and understood what people were doing, it actually surprised me how many were outs genuinely outside of R35. And, and I think what the assessment tools, um, so, you know, the, the guys you, you, know, uh, you guys run, have shown people is, well, actually, you know, the, it's quite complex. It's not as simple um, as one or two things. You need to understand a whole number of things. I think you've done something like 40,000 assessments, you're saying, earlier. Yeah, just saying our venture into the world of R35. That, so that started in 2018. So pu public sector um, implementation and, and, and we're, so we're obviously wary. If, if this comes into the private sector where most of our contractors that we insured work, what's going to happen to our, um, our renewal rate? What's going to happen to our business? Yeah. So we went out and we spoke to all of our recruitment partners and said, like, how are you going to um, manage this? Like, what do you need to try and educate your clients on all of this? And there were, there were three things that they needed, that, that, that the feedback was. They wanted to work with experts, like people that have lived and breathed this for years. They needed a tool that could assess status quickly, um, um, but obviously importantly, accurately. And then and, and some insurance that could, could protect the supply chain. So we acquired a IR35 consultancy business called um, Larson Howie in 2018 um, and brought people like Andy Vesey, Ryan Dawson, Matt Tyler, like true IR35 experts into our business. We launched our IR35 insurance policy, that was 2019. And then 2020, we acquired the software IR35.io. Um, and because so Larson Howie, whilst like the, the people were experts, their, their methodology of assessing status was um, pretty manual. You'd, you'd fill out a questionnaire, it would come to a person and they would go through and tick cross, tick cross. Overall assessment is inside R35. And clearly with things like CES and, and the modern way of working, we just thought like surely this can be digitalized. Um, and we found Tom Cooksey, a contractor who actually approached us looking to see if he could link up with our insurance. And we ended up acquiring his business. And, and Tom's still part of the business today, as we still look to improve the R35 tool. 
um, we took that to the market. It was um, it was uh, in the summer 2020 and um, went out trying trying to get uh, as many clients as we could on recruiters on board. That was always our model. We, we don't really have that many relationships with the ultimate end client. We work with recruitment businesses and we're trying to help them differentiate themselves from a non-Kingsbridge um, partner. I've got a tool that I can take to a client that I can help them with this mess that is IR35. I can also insure against it. As a client, who are you going to place that contractor through? The one that helps you or the one that, that, that doesn't? And that really took to the market when we were trying to sell this for, for once. And you'll remember S3, Andy, like us trying to convince all the salespeople that contractor insurance was important. And it's part of the process, it has to be done. And ultimately, people like yourself would tell them, you have to do it and that's why they did it not because they get excited about contractor insurance or even that they care about the risk but suddenly i've got a tool that can help the salespeople, and i can help them engage with their clients something different that they've never spoken to them about before and that's really flipped our model and uh, like i get calls all the time saying andy can you jump on this um, end client demo with me can you come and talk to a client about ir35 how we can manage it how we can insure it and, and suddenly I actually feel loved by the recruitment world, uh, which, which is nice. But yeah, it really took off. So since then we've done um, 40,000 IL35 assessment status determinations. That's with 400 recruiters using the tool. And then 4,000 end hirers of contractors that are logging in and, and signing off assessments and distributing SDSs. Wow, that's some, some numbers. So yeah, I mean, it's a good job you got that tool and, and, and you automated it all. Um, yeah, what's really interesting, and you know what, I think it's quite a niche topic, you know, IR35 and, and contracting. And I think everyone thinks it's sort of gone away a bit now, that oh, it's all done, it's all sorted, but probably at a very sort of high level because things are still coming out. But also we're seeing, you know, I, I actually think one of the bigger things coming down the line is the MSC legislation. Harking back to 2007, you know, HMRC started to make investigations into that. Is this something that your contractors are, are asking about or your agencies are asking about right now? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Like the, the HMRC seem like they, uh, they've got a bit of a um, bug to bear with the contracting world at the moment. They're clearly IR35. There hasn't been too much um, compliance activity um, from HMRC and IR35. But yeah, recently there's been a few cases, um, MSC cases, and that's HMRC looking into contractor accountants and um, trying to work out, it, is their model giving, it's ultimately, it comes back to, are you giving choice to the contractor about how they pay themselves? Like how involved is the contractor accountant in that business? Yeah. Um, and so a few large ongoing cases and Kingsbridge ensure a number of those contractors that are involved in, in these cases, they've received letters from HMRC saying, during this tax year, we believe that you are an MSCP and effect, because of that, you should be paying PAYE taxes. This is your tax bill. And from the contractor's perspective, they've just been relying on their contractor accountant for however many years. And yeah. this would have come completely out of the blue. They probably don't even know what MSC is. Um, and so those that we insure from a, a legal expenses perspective, if they hold our R35 insurance, they've come to us. And then we're writing back to HMRC on their behalf. In, in terms of what we're going to see there, 
My guess is, and it is a guess, um, probably an uneducated guess, but I think we this will likely go to some sort of tribunal. And I think we will see a, like this. we're not going to get a result from this within a couple of years. So this is going to be hanging over the contractor market for a couple of years. But again, again from a contractor perspective, it's, it's things like, you, you, there's so many things out there that like as a, an owner of a limited company that you just won't foresee. And so you need to make sure you do have things like legal expenses protection like that, just, just to help you in, in these events. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's, you know, it, it feels like as a contractor, you read it on the message boards, it's just one thing after another almost. It's, you know, it's just continual. But I actually, you know, having been in this industry since 99, you know, even when I-35 first came in in 2001, the, the models change and adapt. The, the thing actually is there's still a need for flexible working and the top talent are still required, so it will still go on. So it's not just contract insurance that you do. So you you insure a number of our um, network members. So you do broader insurance-based policies for um, the in you know agencies, and and you know you've been pretty competitive actually um, for a number of our members. So is that that's part of your niche, I guess? Clearly, we we launched the contractor insurance scheme in two thousand and seven. Um, but Kingsbridge Insurance Brokers was born well before that, 2001. And, and that is a general commercial broker where we've got, um, again, like weird niches in like the construction and engineering worlds where we insure those types of business. Um, we insure a couple of FTSE businesses. Um, the, the contract, the, the, the recruitment and umbrella schemes, they were born soon, soon after the, the contractor scheme. But clearly, we were out talking to those businesses all day, every day, and it just felt like it made sense. Um, so we, we went out and built a scheme with Zurich. Um, and so everything that we place, if we insure a, um, if we insure a recruitment business, our starting point is we go to Zurich. If they can't do it, then we've got capacity to go out to the general market and find other solutions. Um, but uh, we were talking earlier um, that 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 world of insurance is so old school. It is right. I'm a recruiter and I want to insure my business. How do I go about doing it? Well, I pick up the phone. I talk to an insurance broker. They send me reams and reams of paper that I've got to fill in. It takes me a couple of hours. I then send it back to them and then they'll come back to me maybe in a week with a with a quotation. And, and that's just, it's not uncommon in, in that world for, for that type of process. And so Kingsbridge thinking with our like investment, like digitalization hats on, like surely that can be improved. Um, it, it doesn't feel like a, um, if, if I'm, I'm going to go and buy house insurance, I jump on Go Compare and I can get a quote in sort of like 20 seconds. Um, so we've just launched, um, which we're, we're really excited about, a quote and buy system for recruitment businesses. Okay. And so you, you jump in, you go onto our website, you can fill in a, a couple of pages of forms. Um, and then if it fits on the scheme, you're going to get a quote immediately. If it, if it doesn't, then what we'll do is we'll go to the open market and try and find you a solution. Um, but it's so the people are all still there. So I, I, recruitment insurance can be a lot more complicated than contractor insurance, um, understandably. And so you might ultimately want to pick up the phone and talk to someone. But if you just want to jump on and see roughly what does my quote look like, you've now got an engine that can do that for you. Oh, fantastic. If you hit us up with a link on that, we'll make sure um, after the show we, we put that on. 
So cool. Well, sounds like exciting things going on Kingsbridge. So um, aggressive growth plans. So um, you know, how how big do you think you can take it? Um, the last nine years have been pretty huge. So where we, you know, if we're having this chat in nine years' time, you know, what what sort of vehicle will Kingsbridge look like? Well, yeah, I mean, there's so much going on here in terms of like different strategies. The, the change of market has got us really thinking about how do we do things a little bit differently. And, and so things like there's, there's less entrance into the market at the moment from a contractor perspective. So how do we get to those long established contractors and how do they buy insurance? They probably Google professional indemnity insurance quotation. And so we're, we're having a, 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 a bigger play in the digital world, like the PPC SEO world is, is a big one for us. We've also started um, giving access to our to our scheme to other brokers. Um, so what what you've seen over the um, the past couple of years, and probably a lot of your members would have felt this, insurance premiums are going up and up and up, and um, lots of insurers are looking at risk completely differently now. And so like the, the Kingsbridge contractor scheme where like, our bread and butter historically was like nuclear, rail, like offshore, like the, the dirty stuff that nobody wanted, as, as, as people would say, like that's what we want, that's perfect. So if we can go to like, other in, um, insurers that have a book of contractors that their insurers saying to them, premiums are going up, we don't want that risk. If we can get them moved over to us, it feels great. So from a to try and answer your question from a contractor perspective like we're we're down now to about um well about thirty-eight thousand contractors that we insure so we we've, we've gone through this curve of high growth drop off and now we're back and starting to grow again which is which is great so i mean first first goal is definitely we need to get above that fifty thousand that we picked at um, but the, the dream has always been 100,000 contractors that we can insure. And, and that, that's what we want to get to. The, the other part of the business and this IR35 um, world, like having such interesting conversations with the partners that are using our tool that when we, we acquired IR35.io and then we, we, King, like we added the Kingsbridge expertise, we added the Kingsbridge insurance and we pushed and pulled it. And partners are asking us, can it do more? Can it do more? And the reality is it's got to a point where it probably can't. And so we, we get the opportunity and we've already started this, a fresh rebuild. So the R35 tool is going to come out brand new, really with like, it, it's our opportunity to go, look, if we were going to do this from scratch, how would we do it, have done it differently, which is so exciting. But also coming up, um, it's, when we've had these sessions, so we run regular what we call steering group sessions with our partners where we get 10, 12 people, Kingsbridge tool users in a room, and we talk to them about their challenges. How does the tool help them? What, what should it do that it doesn't? What's a bit annoying? And we take that away and then we try and apply um, that into the tool. The, the last few conversations have really gone into like, it's much wider than just IR35, but more general compliance. And like for years, like I remember like as a BDE, BDM running around knocking on recruiters doors saying, come on, like you need to check your contractors hold insurances. And lots of them were saying, I just don't have the systems to do it. And or others, I would sit with their compliance team and they're using spreadsheets to check all these things. And again, it feels like there, there's an opportunity where we could digitalize some of this. 
we've already got lots of information in the IR35 tool. And so we're in super early stages, but the idea is, can we move that into a bit more of a general compliance module as well? Solutions are all designed around, like the, the, the foundations of Kingsbridge is partnerships. And um, like, as, as we've said, like knocking on your door when you're at S3 and, and having good products, good people, like and thinking around how does this help the recruitment business? And so that's what we're gonna keep challenging ourselves to do. Um, like we're open to hear suggestions from your members as always. If people have got things that are burning, like shower us, we're, we're always open to those types of conversations. Yeah, I think there's a real um, opportunity there because lots of money spent on the front office, you know, all the search tools and everything. But yeah, in terms of that sort of customer experience, the onboarding, the, you know, the sort of, you know, getting onto site, the pain, you know, that's that's probably the area of investment that really matters for contractors and probably some end customers as well. And, and it's almost like, okay, the big focus is on getting them in the door. But then, then I, I feel that whole sort of middle and back office thing you know, generally hasn't been, have the same level of, certainly investment, probably interest as well. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's interesting. So I go and talk to a um, compliance manager about exactly this and they get so excited. It is, oh my God, this is going to help me so much. Like this, the chasing that I have to do to like get stuff from contractors it is, is painful. Um, so they, like, it, it feels like it can help them. The challenge will be, what does the recruitment owner think? Like I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about growth of my business and revenue and revenue and, and, and does this impact that? Yeah. And I think when I look at it, the answer is probably yes. You, you, you've, you've either got two models. You've got your, your, your recruitment consultants that are doing this, that actually as they build more and more and more, more of their time is taken up doing this compliance um, piece. And actually, if I could say, let me take that away from your, your recruit, recruiters, does that free up their time to bill more? Probably. Or the other way of looking at this is, how many compliance people are you having to hire year on year? That compliance team is growing and growing and growing. Surely we can just make that a bit more efficient um, and we could have a smaller team with better processes. Well, I remember we solved the, um, you know, the thing about contractors not being insured and having to gather documents by getting you guys to do it. So when I was back at S3. So again, I'm sure you're happy to talk to any of our members about taking that headache off them. Um, and it's been great as always. Um, if people do want to get in touch with Kingsbridge, we've got a special deal um, that's on the website. And um, we'll also post it underneath this. And we've got a dedicated required account manager in Sam who can help out any of our members. And um, there's some really exciting stuff there, you know, um, and we'll get the links out to, to the members. So um, thank you very much for the time and um, really good to hear and good luck getting to 50. And then uh, I'm really excited when you get to 100, how you're going to celebrate that one. So no, thanks, Andy. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. Take care. Cheers, Andy.